Good afternoon. Happy Friday. Thank you for joining us here on the BetUS NBA show. We have our experts, NBA handicappers, Alex Christensen and Chris Farley here with us today. And Alex, I want to do just a quick wellness check on you to start things off. After last night's uh, 76ers loss, how are we doing? I'm great. Went to bed at halftime. Got a lot of sleep. Um, didn't waste any time staying up to watch what was going to happen there. Uh, you know, the Sixers got checked in a, in a pretty big way. We'll see how they respond to that. And, you know, we were reminded of what Brooklyn is capable of at their top level. I mean, and not to say that the Sixers played particularly well, but at some point you continue playing defense and they keep making threes in your face and it's just it becomes a little bit too much. Seth Curry had a great game. I think that his ability to move around and kind of create when Durant and Irving aren't don't have the ball in their hand or off the floor was great. And again, Kyrie was fantastic. KD was fantastic. He was walking around barking at everybody. So uh, we saw kind of the full power of the Nets and hopefully the Sixers take this as a learning moment. And James Harden said after the game that that's exactly what they're going to do. He's They were just fine with that loss. You know, it's the first loss since he's been on the team, so those are bound to happen. But I, I'm sure they were a little bit more upset than what he uh, made it sound like. I was a little I upset so. because I had the Sixers team total over 120. That didn't get anywhere at close at all. Terrible pick on my part. Chris, what did you think of the game yesterday? Well, first of all, I thought that, I don't know, I just get the wrong vibes from Ben Simmons. Um, he just annoys the hell out of me, even though he's on the bench. So that's going to be interesting to see what he's like when he goes with it. Because right now the Nets are are kind of hitting a new gear. Um, you know, they look really good. Uh, so do you, obviously the talent is there for Ben Simmons, but do you, do you want his lack of mental fortitude to come in between that? I don't know. It's going to be just going to be another interesting circus to see how that plays out, but uh, Kevin Durant is is absolutely unconscious right now. He's um, just <laughs> he's just he's just a better basketball player than anyone on the court. I don't, I don't really know what else to say. Uh, and when you have him playing at that level, and then you have the net supporting cast playing like that, uh, it's going to be really tough to beat them. And then James Harden, right? He he does it again, and in the big spot, just doesn't really show up. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a pressure spot, doesn't really show up. Um, I will say it's it's better that that occurred for the Sixers now, you know, than in the playoffs, right? Because if you get you get punched in the face in the playoffs like that, that can really last. Now they can shake it off, get back to work, maybe come back at it and, and look a lot better next time. This, there's a good chance these two teams face each other in the playoffs. So, um, you know, get your popcorn ready. That's going to be <laughs> that's going to be pretty interesting. Um, for that late game, I was disappointed to see the Nuggets score 60 in the first half. But then predictably, I guess uh, they tired out in the second half and scored what like 42 44 something like that um so that stunk but uh kudos to the warriors that was kind of their spot i did ultimately put a bet on the warriors wish i would have said that in the show but josh josh is on a heater right now so he he called he called out that one and that was a great call that was a that was a great spot for golden state yeah played really well curry had what 38 hit about five threes and the moment prior to the game, tell me you guys didn't feel something for that little girl who came oh, on yeah. Monday and was so sad that Curry wasn't there. Then he meets her yesterday. Come on, Alex, have a heart. I was asleep. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you okay, can tell he's a, it was an adorable little girl. Something nice happened to her. Yeah. Aww. You can tell Steph Curry is, so a, sweet. You know, is a girl dad, too. He knows, he knows how yeah. to handle those situations. He does. Alex yeah. doesn't care at all. Okay. <laughs> That's good for her. That's, uh, <laughs> I was asleep. All right. Well, starting things off today, taking a look at our overall record. Uh, like Chris just said, Josh has been pretty unstoppable 
this week. Oh my gosh, looking at his uh, wins on our spreadsheet here, there's a lot of green and he's climbed out of that hole he was in, 71-67. Um, things are looking pretty good for all of us right now. All above 500, Alex and Chris both well above 500. And uh, Josh and I will meet you, guys, meet you there um, eventually, maybe a couple more weeks. All right, we'll kick things off today, starting with the Timberwolves, who have been just as hot as Josh lately, and the Magic. Wolves are in Orlando. They are an eight-point favorite on the road. Total here is 232.5. Minnesota's won and covered in their last six games. They're putting up some serious points in the process. Alex, do you think that trend continues tonight for Minnesota? I see no reason it shouldn't. Um, this is one of the bets I've made a bunch over the last week. The Timberwolves team total overs, and I think a lot of it is maybe overreaction to Anthony Edwards being out. They continue to hang numbers 119. Again, today is 120 and a half, but you go back and look, there are 124 points or more in just about every game unless they're you know kind of having an off shooting night or facing a defensive juggernaut. It's unbelievable, not just the pace this team plays with, but the offensive efficiency from kind of everybody up and down the lineup at this point. It's really kind of a devastating team, and Orlando is not really interested in trying to stop them defensively. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try, but they don't really have anybody to really slow these guys down. They're happy to push the pace. At the same time, I think the Magic guards will be up and down a little bit. Just wonder if the Magic, honestly, are going to score enough to get me this over. Really like this spot for Minnesota here. So give me the Minnesota team total over 120 and a half, and at some point they'll bump them up to 123. Until such time, I'm going to keep betting over. Well, I'm hoping Orlando can score enough to get them over the total because I'm going to take the game total over 232 and a half. Wolves, like Alex just mentioned, putting up a ton of points lately. They've averaged 130 in their last six games. Some of the opponents' scores have been fairly low, but if you look at who they played, they played Portland twice, and Portland barely has a team. Uh, OKC twice, and some of their top players are out right now. So I think this number could go over this total, despite it maybe not having reached that in these last five games or so. The Magic are also on a little bit of a hot streak. They've won four of their last seven since the All-Star break. Their last outing against the Pelicans, their bench combined for 50 points, which is a great sign for that team. And the Magic are fifth in pace overall. So going to want to push the pace, run up and down with the Timberwolves. Uh, I don't see that being an issue in terms of uh, hitting this number and the uh, over. Getting. Chris, do you agree? I, I absolutely agree with both of you. And I, you know, the most surprising thing to me was where this line was. Um, I talked on Wednesday about the Friday slate and anticipated that it would at least be up to 240, uh, you know, and then jokingly, I, I don't know, said that it could go into the 250s, um, and which I think is very, it's, it's very possible, especially with the paces that these two teams play with. I mean, Orlando has been the fastest paced team for most of the NBA season, and the Timberwolves over the last five to 10 games have been the fastest team in the NBA. So you got to just think what's, what's going to slow either one of these teams down. What's the incentive to slow either team down. That's kind of how they succeed. The magic finding a little bit of offensive groove, finding a little bit of a defensive groove too, but uh, I'm not stepping in front of the Timberwolves and in, in, in any, any scenario right now, this is a team that's feeling themselves are confident. Like, I mean, Alex said it all, you said it all, Kate, even if Anthony Edwards isn't in the game, um, they have a lot of talent and they all run the same way, no matter what. So, I just can't see this going any other way either, guys. I was I was going to throw it on the uh, the sheet too, but you know it, it has to be some separation between Alex and I. So um, it wasn't going to be a team total. So it was or wasn't. 
it was it was not going to be a team total. I was going to be on your side, Kate. But um, you know, we'll just stay off this one. I don't want to. I don't want to over. I don't want to have too much exposure on this Friday. <laughs> All right. Well, Alex, this is your chance. Maybe get an edge on Chris here. He's not on this one. You are playing the team total over, and I am playing the full game over. The Knicks and Grizzlies are in Memphis tonight. Grizzlies are a nine and a half point favorite. Total here is two twenty eight and a half. The Knicks come into this game riding a three-game win streak, beat the Clippers, Kings, and Mavs, and they also covered the spread in their last four straight games. Memphis, they're kind of up and down right now. They've split their last eight games, so looking to get back on track tonight. Chris, do you think that's doable against this Knicks team? Listen, I, I the line is where it probably should be, and I was hoping that it would be pretty high, you know, close to a double-digit uh, line here, but I, I have to take the Knicks, and as uh, scary as that can be, uh, I like what the Knicks are doing in their past three games. They're they're still trying to shoot the three, but it doesn't really matter as much. You know, they're getting the ball down low, they're playing more physical, they're playing better defense. Julius Randle can actually make a shot or two. It, it reminds me of the Knicks of last season a little bit. You know, like maybe they're just upping their effort, they're upping their work ethic. Um, they can still get into the playoffs, you know, and especially now that they won their last three games, it's, you know, it's still possible. It's going to be a tight race in the East, but this is a Knicks team who should be predicated on the two point shot in the front court. Uh, they should be driving the basketball. They've been doing that a lot more. They're going against the Memphis Grizzlies team who are, are experts in all of those areas. So that, you know, it's not, you could easily conceivably see this game being a blowout by Memphis at home because they are that good. But the Knicks, bottom line, are the more desperate team. Um, man, I wish Derrick Rose was back by now. This would feel a lot better for me because I think he's just a mental leader on the floor for them. But last three games are good buy signs on the Knicks. Uh, there, there's value on the Knicks side. I don't think you can see as much value on the Memphis side, even though they're a great team, even though they're at home. Memphis just doesn't need this as much. They're still in a great uh, spot right before the playoffs. So taking a shot here on the Knicks, a little uncomfortable. Uh, but listen, if the Knicks start making threes in this game, especially, then they could really stay in this one and possibly win it. Uh, I should say they're going to shoot threes, but if they make those threes, which they haven't always been good at, uh, but if they play as aggressive as they have the last three games against, against some good competition too, uh, this should be a pretty competitive ball game until the end. Yeah. Their last outing was against the Mavs and they beat the Mavs 107-77 absolutely demolished them. So if they played even close to how they looked in that game, no problem covering the spread. Alex, you agree? I do. It's just odd to hear Chris in the last game talk about trying to limit his Friday risk. But here we are. Let's take a look at the Knicks <laughs> on the road. Um, I'm doing it. I, I think this is a nice spot for the Knicks. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies are a team that are going to continue to allow Julius Randle to play at the high level he's been playing at. Him and R.J. Barrett should basically be able to do whatever they want on the floor tonight. They do have some big men that can help things a little bit at the basket. Mitchell Robinson's playing tonight. would like Nerland's Noel to be playing, but it sounds like he's going to be out. Just like the spot in the matchup, and it's a good time to, you know, a little Friday nonsense. Let's take the Knicks. Let's do it. Why not? Yeah. You know, Alex, I can't I can't play it safe just because I'm in the lead. You know, I got I got I got to make bets like this. I can't just play in the suns in the heat every every day. I love that you're trying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, both of you guys on the same side in this one, so no edge gained or lost with this pick. But both of you playing the Knicks plus nine and a half in Memphis. The Cleveland Cavaliers.
Cavaliers in Miami taking on the Heat tonight. Heat are a seven and a half point favorite. Totals 210. The Cavs are 2 0 straight up and against the spread versus the Heat this season. But in those games, it was uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo both missing from the Heat lineup. So I'm not sure you can really uh, say that those are fair in indications of what's going to happen tonight. The Heat coming off of a bad loss to the Suns. So, Alex, is this quite the bounce-back spot for the Heat tonight? I, th I think so. The Cleveland Cavaliers have really struggled in games without both Mobley and Jared Allen. Jared Allen's out tonight. They continue to struggle with injuries at the guard position, really missing a leader there in the backcourt. Um, it's just been a tough last couple weeks for them as they sort of revert and come back to earth. I guess everyone's got tape on Evan Mobley. And the Heat, it's weird to say for a team that's number one in the East already, is kind of starting to peak. Um, everyone is finally starting to get healthy. We know Jimmy Butler's in missing game with a sinus headache or congestion of some sort. Not really sure exactly what that is, but I'm pretty sure that Spolster knows they haven't beaten this team. He knows they need to get a win against this team. And I... I Based on the way the line moved as well, it was five, five and a half early this morning. We're looking at seven, seven and a half right now. Would lead me to believe that, that someone knows Butler is more likely to play than not. Otherwise, it's just a really tough matchup for a Cleveland team that's on a downswing. Yep, I would agree with you. I'm also going to play the Heat in this one. Heat are one of the best defensive teams in the paint. And so Evan Mobley, I think, will have a harder time tonight than he has these past couple games when they played the Raptors and the Pacers. And then without Jared Allen in, I mean, that's another big piece down low that they're going to be missing. Karis LeVert is questionable. I think likely out in this one. That might have been confirmed already. But I think the Cavs are just going to struggle against the Heat's defense. And coming off of that terrible loss to the Suns, I think the Heat going to want this win and going to want to win big. They kind of got humbled a little bit, so this is a bounce-back spot for them. And and to your point, it sounds like – well, sounds looks like based on this line that – that Jimmy will be in. So I will also lay the points with the Heat. Chris, no play for you on this game. Well, I, I took the Heat at five and a half. I mean, I don't like seven and a half as much, but I got to say, I mean, especially off that loss to the Suns, that's that's an embarrassing loss. It's mm -hmm. it's at home. You know, Suns basically teaching them how to play defense. I mean, they, they could not do anything against the Suns in that game. And, you know, this kind of reminds me of a football game. When you have a young rookie cornerback, what are you going to do? You're going to pass the ball at him all game, right? The Heat can attack Evan Mobley throughout this game. He's a good player, but he's a young player. It's going to be a lot for him to handle. You know, Jimmy Butler heading towards the rim, Adebayo heading towards the rim. Uh, that's what the Heat do. They attack the rim. They can nail the threes, uh, and they can play really good front court defense. So uh, th this is a really good setup for Miami. This line is still um, – I think there's still some value on Miami. I would still lean on Miami at, at seven and a half. Uh, but since I took it at five and a half, I just don't, just don't like it as much. But I'm on the same side as you guys. Do you got either of you have any futures on the Heat in terms of winning either conference or division? I do. I have a, a futures on the Heat to win the Eastern Conference. All right. Well, it's looking good so far. Two games up on the Bucks since. Well, they have a very winnable uh, schedule. Um, I would say I would say over half of their remaining games are against teams that are considerably less talented than them. So we'll if they, if they yeah, I mean, if they stumble a few times uh, in spots where they shouldn't lose, then sure, they can lose the one seed. And the Bucks are certainly playing really well. Uh, but there's still, I, I believe, two or three games ahead of the Bucks, So they're still in a pretty good spot. Yep. Two games ahead of the Bucks right now. Three games ahead of the Sixers. Okay. So Alex and I on the same side on this one, playing the Heat. Minus seven and a half. Last game of the day that we will touch on, but as always, feel free to throw some questions 
into the chat so we can get those answered for you at the end of the show. The Charlotte Hornets in New Orleans taking on the Pelicans. Hornets are a two-and-a-half point favorite here. Totals 225-and-a-half. Charlotte's coming off of two bad losses against the Nets and the Celtics. They sit in ninth place in the Western Eastern Conference standings. Uh, and things just haven't been looking good for the Charlotte Hornets. So, Chris, similar to a bounce-back game for the Heat last night, or this night, tonight, is this a bounce-back spot for the Charlotte Hornets tonight? I I think it has to be. I mean, this is a fantastic spot for the Hornets, in my opinion. You, you have... Uh, a weakened Pelicans unit now without C.J. McCollum, without Brandon Ingram, with where let's, I mean, let's be real. Uh, C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram are by far the best two players on that team. Like, it's not even close. Uh, you know, Valanciunas can do some things, but he'll probably get gassed out in the second half against the Charlotte team and how fast they move. Uh, this is a spot where if you're the Hornets and you blow this, when you, you're about to have a few games for the Charlotte Hornets that are, are, are much easier competition. So this is a great chance for you to get right again, head into next week, you have the weekend off, uh, start facing less talented teams, and maybe get back into a better position for the playoffs. The speed at which Charlotte can play, if I'm them, and I know I'm not, hope they're all listening to me right now, maybe they changed their style. <laughs> but, uh, you know, go back to that version of yourselves that was in November, December, as running up and down the floor, the Pelicans will not be able to hang with the Hornets if they're efficient from the field, and they do that in this game. Uh, you know, the Pelicans, not a three-point shooting team, so this could get out of hand pretty quickly if Charlotte does things right. Uh, this is this is a lot of pressure on the Valanciunas of the world, the Josh Hart's of the world. I, I don't think the Pelicans really have a shot here tonight. When I woke up and saw that this line was still at one and a half, honestly, I was pretty shocked. I was I was willing to take this up to six. Um, I, I think the Hornets are going to rock the Pelicans tonight, and they, they should. They should rock the Pelicans with those injuries on the Pelicans. We'll see what happens, but, you know, the, uh, the uh, golden days of the Pelicans are kind of over, I think, right? They had a good week last week, but, you know, now CJ's out for a little bit. Brandon Ingram is going to uh, possibly need to have surgery, I believe. They were saying some things about that. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I would I would love to hear somebody's opinion. Alex, if you have an opinion on this and you think that the Pelicans have some value here tonight, I don't see it at all. But I would love but I would love if someone found some reason to, you know, to make me think otherwise. So you're wrong about Valanchunas. He's way more important than I think McCollum is night tonight. I can actually argue that he's probably more important than Ingram is. Ingram is probably the better player, but <laughs> what Valanchunas provides night tonight is huge. And against this Hornets team with absolutely no center. He's going to be able to do whatever he wants. So to me, the game comes down to whether or not Devontae Graham and Tony Snell, for God's sakes, can slow down um, you know, LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier. The Hornets have looked stagnant without Gordon Hayward. There's just not the movement you're used to seeing on offense. And this could be a spot, again, where LaMelo and Rozier are just so much better, again, than Devontae Graham and Tony Snell. It doesn't matter, but... I find it a little scary, A, that the line is this short and that the Hornets haven't taken more money, and then, B, the matchup with Valanciunas. I mean, this is a spot where Valanciunas eats tonight. So I would actually, if you feel strong about the Hornets, do like a goofy same-game parlay. Get some Valanciunas overs, parlay like with the Hornets and stuff. You'll mess up the algorithm. You'll probably get some value there. Interesting. Love it. I, love, I love that that perception is out there because that's what's kept the line exactly where it is. And I hope to take advantage of it. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just can't disagree more about Valanciunas. I, I really like Valanciunas. 
But C.J. McCollum has been an absolute playmaker for this team. He, he's the only reason why the Pelicans stayed in that game the other night remotely because he was making shot after shot. Uh, uh, I don't it's know. nice don't to know. hear you ragging on the Pelicans again, finally. <laughs> yeah, well, if they're going to be without Brandon Ingram and C.J., yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll rag on them all day. <laughs> Pelicans um, right now are in the play-in, so chance to make the playoffs. Chris, you called that early on. Oh, the Pelicans? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the injuries that they're or the CJ's on uh, COVID protocol, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So they can okay. easily they're, drop down, but are the Portland Trailblazers getting into the playoffs? Right, no. right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, they're still in a pretty good spot, but I mean, look, you know, the desperation is there just as much for the Hornets. They they need to find out something again to get going into yeah. the playoffs. Uh, I mean, they're I think they're in the playing spot now, but it's you know that's not yeah, secure. Yeah, nine spot. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not secure in the Eastern Conference. You know, who's 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 right behind them? Right. Atlanta. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very much not secure. <laughs> yeah. And they're pretty much, I mean, 12 games, both Atlanta and Charlotte are 12 games back from the number one. So there, there's not much separation between those two teams. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll say this. It's called gambling for a reason, right? But I love this sure. bet tonight. And I'm, not, and I'm not telling anyone to bet their, you know, bet their damn mortgages. But you know, if I if I eat it, I eat it. But it, this is the only side I can look at. All right. Well, Chris, taking the Charlotte Hornets tonight, minus two over the Pelicans. Questions coming in. Any thoughts on Suns and Raptors? Suns are a five-point favorite at home tonight over Toronto. I think the Suns are still getting undervalued a little bit. I mean, I don't know what else the Suns have to show uh, to, you know, the Raptors are a good team. You know, I like to talk about the Raptors, too. But you, I can make an argument that the Suns team kind of runs through DeAndre Ayton. If DeAndre Ayton is playing well, the Suns look absolutely unstoppable. But DeAndre Ayton doesn't always play well. He doesn't always have the same amount of effort, right? Uh, but even, even without CP3, the way they've been able to play defense, if, if the Raptors want to stay in this game, it's not going to be easy against Phoenix at home. Yeah, it's, I agree, Chris. I'm not sure why this line isn't bigger, especially with OG and Anobi out. Um, it's it's hard for me to wrap my head around this. I had this Phoenix minus seven, so I, I thought about playing them at minus five, but just not enough of an edge for me. Yeah, Chris Paul's still out for a little while. Cam Johnson is out of this game, but I'm not sure he really moves the needle all that much. Very good player, good three point shooter for them, but as far as moving the line, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he does that. So yeah, I like the Suns um, in this one as well. The Wizards and the Lakers. I think the Wizards can cover tonight. Uh, do something else. Plus Who four cares? for the Wizards. <laughs> yeah, the w- Wizards and Lakers. Yeah, the Wizards and Lakers makes you want to throw up. Um, first of all, <laughs> second of all, though, probably a good a good look is Kyle Kuzma props. Um, you know, he's facing his old team. He's been playing well, so there should be some motivation there to go back in LA. And I don't believe they face each other yet this year, so a pretty big spot for Kyle. But uh, other than that, I can't look at anything else. I took the first quarter under. Oh, you did? Under what? 59 and a half? Yeah, 59. Okay. I mean, the Lakers could use a win. Just lost to the Rockets. That's pretty embarrassing. So. Washington and L.A. are, are like, the quintessential examples of two teams you can't trust. You know, I just just can't do it. Yeah, I'm with you. No uh, play for any of us on that one, but good thoughts looking at Kuzma Pratt. What's what's wrong, Alex? 
I'm just looking at the Houston box score. Okay. <laughs> what yeah, in uh, the overtime? And overtime. And LeBron oh. didn't hit his 25. It's the best. This is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you you have the Lakers not making the playoffs, right? No, nah, they make the playoffs. It's gonna happen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, they're yeah, if they get a win tonight. That'd be a good step in the right direction. All right. Well, here are our best bets for tonight. Pretty big slate, but only a couple on our end. We have a couple overlaps. Alex and I taking the Heat. Chris and Alex taking the Knicks. Chris loving the Hornets, minus two and a half. And Alex and I both hoping for a lot of points in this Timberwolves game against the Orlando Magic. That's all we have. Gentlemen, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Is anybody else getting uh, absolutely waxed in college basketball? I just, I can't win a bet in college basketball today. I don't know what's going on. Yep. Did you bet, did you bet college basketball, Alex? I do not. College basketball is only interesting for about six weeks, and that started earlier this week. And I'm still just kind of learning who some of these teams are. So, no, I haven't actually wagered anything. Just getting ready for bracket time when everybody picks their favorite school, and I win the bracket having watched no college basketball all year. <laughs> a tradition like no other. Well, if you want to um, learn a little bit more, head over to the BetUS College Basketball Show. Those guys are pretty good. You've got Kyle Hunter over there. Kyle's, Kyle's pretty good. He's pretty good. Like no, he's, he's pretty good. Kyle is excellent. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we have today. Head over to Twitter. Give us a follow. Chris at FarleyBets. Alex at underscore noobs. I am at Kate Constable. As always, hit that little alert button. Subscribe so you know when we're going live. And we will see you all back here next week. Have a good weekend.